I'm asking you, please, with me, just to open your hearts up wide to this amazing man of God and um, to honor and welcome him. This is Pastor Fred Sachewa. Okay. All right. I was so excited about announcing him, I forgot we had a video to show. And uh, do you want to intro? You want to intro it at all? Okay. It's a bit hard tonight. I don't know why. Excitement and love, and uh, you mentioned it. It's love. It's all about love. Just loving where the Lord is sending us. Thank you for having us yet another time. Good evening. I just want to teach you one thing we normally do in, U- in Uganda, which pastor and the team have already learned. When we say, praise the Lord, you all respond, amen. Okay? So, praise the Lord. Amen. I really beseech you to learn that. So, when you are teaching and praising and you're just in the middle of it and you just say, praise the Lord, and everybody goes, amen. That's the way <laughs> we go about it. Just before we share with you uh, what is transpiring and happening in Iraqi, just want to share with you briefly a video uh, which will sum up a little bit of what God is doing. Then later on, we'll come back to, to share what God is doing in a little bit in length and what God has put on our heart to share with you. Thank you for having us once again. Let's have the video. i 
Thank you. Thank you very much. Those of you who are seeing me for the first time, my name is Fred Sechewa, and I've been married with Rebecca for 21 years. <laughs> Moving together in ministry, we met in the ministry, we are hanging on in ministry. We thank God for that. Uh, we have four children. Our daughter just joined college this year. She's 20 years old. You know, she's doing filming and uh, cinematology, some stuff like that. So she'll be probably doing our videos in the near future. Our son, Joel, is finishing high school. He's graduating next month. Then our daughter, Jocelyn, she's 15. She's second year high school. And then our son, Jotham, nine years, the king of the home. He's the king. He's, he's a fourth grader. We want to bring you greetings from Rakai, Uganda. We want to thank you so much for sending us a great team this year. Pastor Brent and Suzanne and Joel and Joel and Fred and Matt. Who else have I forgotten? That's it. We had a wonderful time. Little did I know that as they were preparing to come to Uganda, our sister was rocking Brazil, others are going to invade Philippines. What an amazing journey of missions this church has embarked on. Thank you so much for sending these people. They did a fabulous, wonderful job. And for sure, I pitied Pastor Todd. He kept the flock going. Sorry, man of God. <laughs> but... We, we kept praying for you and we kept talking about you. We were like, what is Todd doing? He's just by himself. Because we took everybody. Thank you for sending all the cream you have in church and you send that cream to Uganda. God gave us a vision to start this ministry, Celebrate Ministries, five years ago. In fact, on the 10th of November next month, we are going to have a Thanksgiving service in Uganda for what God has done. When the Bible says, come and see the goodness of the Lord. Come and see what God has done. Come and see and celebrate because of his goodness. So uh, briefly, you've seen the work we're doing in Uganda. We, we are in 260 communities with 260 pastors we work with on a daily basis. And this year we had our largest conference ever when we had 235 pastors come and listen to Pastor Brent and the team you sent uh, teaching and just impacting them. We have been, we've been exploring the whole importance of prophecy and apostleship and fathering the church and leading the church to where God wants us to take it. And they did a wonderful job. Next year, we are switching gears. Will you please send them back to us again? <laughs> Will you? <laughs> We are here also to thank you so much for supporting that program because this church 100% supported the conference, 100%. 100%. All the food, all, 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 all the teas, all the breads, all the eggs, all the materials, all the fuel, everything we needed for that conference, you people gave it, you people. May the Lord bless you so, so much. So, so much. 
So we are continuing next year. We are going to change gears a little bit. We are not going to do a lot of training. Instead, we are going to be publishing the material we've developed for four years. We are going to write it. We are going to consolidate it. We are going to translate it in Luganda. And we are going to make it more usable for our pastors who are a little bit semi-illiterate. And each pastor, when we start doing that work, will bring two or three of his leaders. So we are doing what we call a multiplier factor, where by 260, by the end of the attempts, that in three, it's like we are going to reach 1,000 leaders. Those of them, we are, all of those, we are going to meet them in four sessions. So we are going to divide the 260 pastors in four groups, each bringing three leaders, and we go through the same material of written. This is what we did. We said, Lord, if you opened the brains and the visions and the understanding of those who wrote these materials, do it to us. So we wrote our own material. Day to day, searching the Lord and just searching and seeking him and saying, Lord, what is it that we have to write and train your people with? So for four years we've been writing. Now it's time to put it together. Probably I'll bring a copy here for you to see what God has done and to be useful for your community maybe but it's going to to be a a material useful for the church another thing we do which you are some of you participating in is sponsoring children but it's not only sponsoring children but we also sponsor the whole family our model of sponsorship is when you sponsor a child you're actually sponsoring the whole family because 28% of that money goes towards starting a coffee farm for that family. I believe in sustainability. I believe in self-reliance. I believe in a fact that when people work with their own hands, they'll provide for themselves the rest of their lives. I believe if we didn't do it then, we can do it now. So with $35 a month, you can support a child for six years on it, it's time-framed, unlike other programs. I don't discredit them, but I feel some of those programs are holding us back. So when you support, you are giving us means to, take this, to propel this family into training, agribusiness skills, training them in savings, training them in cooperative and marketing skills. Then we introduce a coffee farm for them. Then they start. In six years, this family will be making 10 times the money gives, a sponsor gives in one whole year. What is the best now to do? I had the privilege to visit with your pastor and the team you sent us to one family. We sampled a few families who wanted to go. And I let pastor and the team to, to interview these people. What is it really going on? This man, after just attending the training, he came for training before he even gave anything. He went ahead and planted coffee to test his soil whether it would do better. So by the time we brought the implements and the seedlings, he had some coffee going. And this man is a Muslim. And this is the beauty of this program. Why I love it, that every coffee farmer goes through a coffee evangelism discipleship program. So whenever they come to meet for their coffee thing, we first give them 25 minutes just opening the Bible with them, regardless of who they are. So they go day one, unity two, unity three. Unity four is an invitation to Christ. We believe that by that time, that guy goes through unity four, 
he will know who Jesus is. Do you know why? Because his mother is already a believer and his daughter is already a believer. Jesus is already invaded that house. So those of you who are sponsoring, thanks so much for keeping on sponsoring these children, these families actually. I came with some more marketing now. I came with some pictures. If you want to be part of this, you can still be. You can pick a, a child, you, $35 a month, and that's how we do it. Six years down the road, you stop. And I, I want to ask you kindly, you stop. Help must come, but help must stop. Then we do it ourselves. One thing we are doing as Celebrate Top Ministries to build sustainability. We are also planning to build a bakery so that we can also generate our own money. I want five years from now just to come here to celebrate what God is doing, not to come always to ask you for checks. That's my dream. That's my dream. I want to come here to tell you we've been able to raise this money locally as a ministry and our deficit is 10%. Other than coming here and tell you, actually it's not even a deficit. When you are talking over 100%, would that be a deficit? It's not a deficit. It's like, give us 100%. So that's our dream. We have done coffee. We are now building a business center. This year, by the grace of God, we were able to export six tons of coffee to Italy. Italy. And um, this is when we said, mm, these things really work. It's working. And uh, we, we sent this coffee to Italy. We, we are now looking at sending 20 tons this, this year. We hope a better season. We are building a coffee business center. And we have a dream to start a Christian-based finance program whereby all the farmers we work with, as we teach them savings, we, we want to create savings centers on every church, and we call it Hope Finance, because our ministry celebrate Hope Ministries. So Hope Finance will facilitate savings and also provide soft loans for home improvement, school fees, far, farm improvement, and farm implements. So because our people are intimidated by mainstream banks, and most of them are not educated to get there. So we are creating an avenue whereby I'm dreaming to build a bank, a Christian, a first Christian bank in Rakai. It, it, we'll get it. We'll get it. With our coffee, with our work, with our energy. So we have 767 farmers. In five years, we, I was doing some math yesterday in a certain office where we were will be exporting 14 containers of coffee. We believe it. And we are going to hang in together because this is our home church. You see, I don't miss any other time when I come to town to come and say hello to you. Our building for children, resettling them, we are 18 houses now, resettled 18 families, reconnected these children back to the communities, connected them to the local church, and sending them to school. Thank you, our friends, for your prayers, for your love, for your support, for supporting us as a family, because this church does it. My ministry cannot support all our family needs. We are a young ministry, but you support us. Probably didn't know that. And not only that, you support the ministry we are doing. What an amazing group of people you are. 
praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor, for loving me for always. Do you know where I'm going to sleep tonight? In the pastor's house. Now, these things are going too far now, you know. Just because God has given us mercy and grace, you have a wonderful pastor who loves people. You know, when he's in Uganda, you don't see him like he's, 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 he's a man. Everyday man. Just loving people. And one thing which amazed me, I think the team, Joe, the rest saw it. When he walked into the conference, do you know what happened? Because of the first visit he did and the teaching he did last time, everybody clapped and they were, ooh. So I think next time they'll be just jumping over you and uh, <laughs> dancing. We have a dream, and I know God is going to help us reach this goal. And that is our ministry, Celebrate Hope Ministries. Our vision is to build sustained families through the local church and to get God's people released from oppression. So after service, we will come to the table. You, you can just come. We have some crafts we came with, marketing again, because uh, we, we raised some money. We still raised some money. To help us do some work. If you want to sponsor a child, the table is behind. The pastor allowed us to put it there. And um, we'll be sharing with you a little bit more when you come around. I want to honor my mom and dad. We are, I'm here with them tonight. And uh, pastor did it already. You know love? Do you know what love can do? Love. Just tell your neighbor. Just love. Just love. For the last 12 years, it was just love that mom and dad found me in Africa. And ever since, ever since, they have been such a great love. My brother Fred is over there. We've worked together for a long time. Let's roll into the word because we, we may dwell on stories. I, I'll punctuate some. There you are. Yeah? Okay. All right. I'm, I'm breaking in. I wasn't sure if you were going to say more about the coffee processing. Oh, I see. Okay. That's what I was kind of waiting Keep for. here so that so. you remind me, tag play. You know we say that. <laughs> In fact, we, we, for us to build a sustainable business, coffee business, we needed to build a business center. And someone donated. We constructed that center. We have storage already constructed, which we can keep over 300 tons of coffee. But for us to have this chain value developed to a reasonable stage, we need to, to, to have a coffee processor. When people, when we've got a truck, you saw it in the video, when we collect coffee from the farmers, we bring it, we process it, and to the level of grading it, packaging it, and from our own center, built by the local church, we can send coffee anywhere. We've eliminated, we want to eliminate middlemen, six of them in here so that we deal with the buyer wherever the buyer is and all the pastors leading their groups based at their churches bring their coffee process it but we have the building we have the storage we don't have the processor the processor is $50,000 I'm scared such a big amount Pray with us. We want this processor 
then we'll have that story complete for our business center. That business you saw. So that. So um, I, I know that we actually got to walk in that building. That was actually one of the, the big building in, in the, the movie. I don't expect you to remember it, the slideshow. But, but uh, that wasn't there when, when I was there a year ago. They built that in this last year. They, it, what I'm trying to say is this is moving along fast. God is doing exceedingly abundantly beyond what they could ask or imagine. And it's happening fast. And what I love about Fred's heart is, again, the brilliance. Here we talked about the seven mountains earlier. This guy, he's combining the kingdom with, with the business. And, and God wants to prosper his people, we just, but we have to think brilliantly with the Holy Spirit, right? And so for him to want this processing plant, it's because, again, it, it's, it's in, the, in the very short run. I wouldn't even say in the long run. They're going to start making much more money because they're eliminating all the middlemen in, in this process. They already have the building. They've got, it's not just our church. You know, don't, don't feel like, oh, everything's resting on us. I mean, they've got, they have partners all over the world, Amsterdam, other places that are, that are helping. I just want us to make sure we get in on it because um, this is, it is, this is a man I, I want to bless. This is a vision that's coming from God. So we are going to take an offering, and this, and and I just wanted you to know that one of his one of his primary reasons for wanting to to come and raise money this time was for that processing plant. He's always thinking the next. I would say he's always thinking about ten steps ahead. I'm I'm just happy if I can think like two steps ahead, you know. But this guy's brain goes further than mine. Um, so we're going to take an offering and. Um, you can checks can be made payable to Blazing Fire, but it's what are what these offerings are going to go to this ministry. Obviously, cash will will be the same. If you want to use a credit card, we actually have slips for that. Um, they're the yellow ones, and the the white ones. That's for Blazing Fire. You also can use credit card if you want to give to Blazing Fire. But right now, this offering is not for that. So we're doing we're doing the the green ones. The yellow, yellow, green ones. Um, after, so Fred's still going to preach tonight. We're going to take an offering. He's still going to preach for about another half hour or so. And, and then at the end is, again, in the back, there's two things. They have jewelry um, that uh, very, very reasonable, for, especially for what you're looking at. Um, I don't even know what the price range is, but it's not a lot of money. But it's a, but it's a fundraiser to help with travel and help with the kids and various things. The other, the other table back there is going to be the pictures of the children. So if you want to give $35 a month and you're basically saying, yep, I'll, I'll stay in there for six years. You know, if something happened in life and you were not able to, I'm sure you can contact them and they have ways of working through that. But just so you know, that's what you're agreeing to is you're saying, I believe in this. I want to support a whole family and coffee farms and sending the child to school and feeding them and everything for $35 a month for six years. Um, Suzanne and I are, are doing the same. Um, we've sponsored different children through the years, but we really feel uh, called to do this. We were sponsoring a child. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> he knew that. Okay. So let's just agree together. Um, Father, Thank you that we can sow into something that is so real, into, into a vision you have of blessing your people halfway around the world. Thanks that, 
that just like Domily said, as we, as we gave to her, we got the blessing in return. This is the same thing. So God, thank you for just giving us generous hearts. And those, Father, I'm just asking again that the gifts that we give, not only would you bless the giver, for sure, those that are giving, but also I'm asking that you take these offerings and you multiply the effectiveness. You multiply the fruitfulness of what's going to happen in these changed lives in Jesus' name. Amen. So go ahead and take the Yes, Suzanne's going to share real quick, and then we'll turn it back to, yeah, go ahead and do the offering. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are hearing, but as you bless this ministry, when I was there and we were at um, Fred's office, and he's explaining what he does out there with this, um, with the people, with the children, with the businesses, helping others to think brilliantly. I don't know if that's resonating with you guys. It made me cry because God is using this man. He just said, here's Lord, here's my two loaves and fishes and use me. And you know what? That is in our hearts too. That is what we, we are here as a family to get healed up, to go out, to bless others, to make an impact in this world. Yes, Pastor Fred has a, an international uh, presence, but you guys, you know, you guys know this, even in your workplace, in your home, in your school. You can make an impact on somebody, on somebody's life. You can change it. When you see this, um, his, what God has placed on his heart and Rebecca's support, when you see it in action and then you see a face, a, a person who proudly shows you their little coffee tree, their little coffee farm. There was one woman who... Um, she, she was a grandmother, nine kids. I don't know how many grandchildren she got supported and had 300 coffee trees. She was inspired and because it prospered on her land, she bought more land and now has 600 coming. It's that kind of, you know, resonating within you, the brilliance that God has. And he is helping. He and the pastors in the Rock High District are helping people to understand who they are, the, the value that they have. It's, it's amazing what one person can do when they run with their dreams. And that is what here in this family, in the Blazing Fire family, what we want to help nurture you guys with, to go out and be the world changers that you are. Thank you. Thank you, Susanna. Amen. So, have to take some breath, you know. You know, here, it's unique here. You know that because you come here. So, you always have to, to let the Holy Spirit really, to churn you up because you suck. You get it. You get it. We live in a world where winners are always congratulated. If one wins, people come around him. People celebrate him. You are in a country where success 
is the basis of one's living. In this country, we've known it as the land of dreams. Where hopes and dreams can be generated, nurtured, developed. People can be easily inspired here. And when people become successful, they are successful all along their lives. And in this country, it's the only country where I know, even when the games are for themselves, they call it World Series. Because you... Then I go like, who else has been here to call it World Series? How many countries from Africa came to call it World Series? Only the United States. Do you know why? Because you people think big. And that kind of attitude has made you to be a big nation, a big country. All of us, the other day, my wife and I were, were seated and were talking. We're just praying and thinking. And, and she told me, do you know what? Do you know why this country is blessed? I said, my wife, are you going to teach me? Are you sure? She said, do you know why this country is blessed? I, I said, I don't know. She told me, think, think a little bit. Think a little bit. I said, what are you talking about, Rebecca? She said, there is no single tongue, nation, color, group, tribe, which is not living here in the United States on the face of the earth. I'm like, whoops. That's what she told me. And she said, because everybody comes here and lives here, all of us look at America. And you know why? We can't lose it. We can't lose that blessing. We cannot lose that touch. We look at it from, not from the immigration point. We should look at it from a spiritual point of view. That this is an opportunity for this land to impact every nation, every tribe, every color, every language. And when they are impacted from here, they are trained from here, they will be sent back home to their native nations and make a change. And I said, my wife, you are teaching me, you are telling me, please go on. And she kept finding it. And it opened my mind. I said, wow, no wonder. We have the best runners. We have the best jumpers. We have the best athletes all over the world. We have the best. Everything from America is the best. Even when we come here and I want to buy a microphone, I want to buy heat here. Because it is, it is, the quality is good. If I buy this kind of microphone from Uganda, I'll buy a fake one from Taiwan, I'm sorry, or from some other places. <laughs> if you're a Taiwanese, is that, I'm sorry about that. But this is what we see now, China. But if you want something original, good, which will last, Fred, when you go, they make a shopping list for me. Pastor, if you get there, at least get us this, because we know it will last. Why America? And now, people have dwelt 
on that big picture of this nation and they've become weaklings spiritually in this country. Whereby people have become so complacent and have compromised their calling and they are losers instead of being victors in the name of Jesus. So we see one side of this country going big. We see another side of this country degenerating. We say, what is the problem? My brothers, my sisters, tonight I just want to share with you just a simple thing. The law of spiritual victory. The law of spiritual victory. It takes one to know, to understand that we must win spiritually for us. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Okay, plus the rest shall be added unto you because, I love the cars, they are conditioning the everything, the everything is simple. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, the law of victory. People have given up along the way, not only here, but elsewhere. First John chapter 5, verse 4 to 5. For everyone who has been born of God, First John chapter 5, 4 to 5. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Bottom line, period. For whoever who calls God my father, my friend, my everything, my life, my breath, my walk, my living, my food, my song, my sight, my path, my strength, my energy, my intellect, my business, my car. Whoever sees God in each and every facet of life, do you know what the Bible said? Will overcome. Will overcome. Your pastor wrote a book. We read it. We didn't stop there. We translated it in Luganda. We printed a thousand copies, actually. We funded it. I don't know where he got the money from. I don't know. But some of you participate in this project. We handed it in the hands of the pastors in Uganda. And you know what? They held it and they put it next to their hearts because they understood the love of their father. Anyone who has been born of God. When I was growing up, I wanted to go to college. I didn't have money to go to college. Three years down the road, I hadn't gone to college. Then I got an opportunity to go to college, but they wanted to send me to United States of America to come and study. I refused. I don't know whether I was stupid. I don't know what I was doing. They told me, let's send you to America. You study from there. It's, it's, I mean, your world. I said, I am not going to America. They were like, this pastor we're working with said, every day I get not less than 10 people coming to my house asking me to get them to America. How come you don't want to go to America? I said, pastor, when I go to America, I had never come here, but I, had, I was hearing the fame of this country. I said, when I go to America, I'll get lost there. I want whatever I get to be used of God to be a blessing to my people. So I'm not going to America because I'll get lost there and I'll lose my focus of being an influence to my people. I was a young man, 22 years, just before going to college. He's like, I can't understand. 
He gave me five different catalogs of different universities from here. Look through. We are going to, I said, I am not going. And I told him, if God wants me to go to America, I'll go to America regardless. So an opportunity came for me to go to Kenya to do my bachelor's degree. I studied. Soon after that, I went back home. 1993, I was back to Rakai to battle HIV AIDS. To model a Christian touch to the hopeless world with the disease, poverty, suffering, orphanage, you know, Often spirit was hovering over our community. We are breaking it and we are working against it because it downgrades people. It makes people to feel like they can never be. They will never reach their destiny. They are poor because they even think as orphans. That's why even our sponsorship program we say just in six years it is done. Stop being an orphan. Rise up. Let's walk. Let's go. Because you are born of God, you are destined to over. Come. So I said, I'm not going to America. I went to Kenya, came back home, worked, worked, worked. Being born of God is just a gateway for us to be victorious regardless. And the verse goes to say, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, that has overcome the world And this is the victory that has overcome the world, is what? Is our faith. And who is that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the what? Is the son of? And Jesus is calling himself our big who? Got it. Jesus overcame because he's the son of God and he's our big who? Brother, he represents us before the Father. We have to win. We have to be victorious. There is no situation which can stand our way. Because our big brother intercedes for us before our Father. Where the writer says, Father, you love me. And the writer says, you throw yourself down and regardless of what you just say, crazy, is crazily an English word? Crazily, you just throw yourself down and say, you love me regardless of who I am. Then you work out the details later. First get that, work out the details later. Minus that, you cannot get the love of God. Work on that, receive his love, receive his victory. Receive who he is in your life. Don't look at anything. Don't look at success. Let me tell you, my brothers, my sisters, your pastor and the team came to Rakai who were doing some, were distributing filters. But I came to think, I was like, which one of the two should I do first? You know, in Africa, we pray for water to drink. Did you know that? In Rakai, water dries up until the rain season comes. Water dries up. Then I'm, I'm figuring, I'm like, where will they get water to filter anyway? So which one of the two comes first? Is it the filter? Is it the water source? 
You know, when you, when, you, when, when you are serving in some communities, you have to think and you go like, wait a minute, Holy Spirit. Which one of the two are we doing first? But getting to that is the fact that well, how, how are we going to overcome? How are we going to get there? Where is our faith? Where do you place your faith, my brother and sister, on this side of the ocean? When we live in Africa and you're on this side of the world, where do you place your faith? Our faith in Africa, in Iraq, in Uganda goes towards water. Can you imagine? Praying for, believing God for a jerrican of water. Believing God for the next meal. Here, you can have vouchers. In Iraq, you can go without because I don't have enough to give you. Your f- where, where do we place our faiths as we live in these two different worlds? Are we together, my brothers, my sisters? Praise the Lord. Conditions of victory, my brothers, being born of God, we overcome the world. We must overcome the world. We should not conform any longer, anymore with the patterns of this world. Romans 12, verse 1. But us being transformed in our thinking, in our worship, in our praise, in our prayer, in our day-to-day lives, in our places of work, in all what we're doing, just being transformed. Transformation will bring about victory. We are sharing with these stories. We are doing in Iraq. We are just trying to change people's attitudes. We train them. We teach them. You know, in, in Genesis, when man fell, he hid himself. And when he hid himself, God himself came walking. He came walking in the coolness of the evening. And he's looking for his friend. And his friend said, I cannot see you. And God said, why cannot see me? And, and, and the man with his wife Eve told him, because I'm naked, I cannot see you. And God asked him, who told you? Who told you that you cannot break through? Who told you that you cannot overcome? Who told you that you are naked? Who told you that you are poor? Who told you that you cannot get that miracle? Who told you that you cannot change? Who told you, Adam, let's get it well. Who told you that you are, who told you? Where do we get all these lies from? Why are we lied to? Who said that we cannot overcome? Who said that that condition cannot go away? Who said that your heart cannot be transformed? Who said that your family cannot be changed? Who said that your wife cannot be settled? Your husband cannot be settled? Who said that your marriage cannot be restored? Who said that your business cannot thrive? Who told you that you cannot get that degree? Who said that you cannot break? Who told you? And Adam never had a practical answer. He had an answer of defeatism. He never had an answer of restoration. I'm defeated. I've resigned. I'm gone. I'm naked. Anyone of us who is born of God, we are created to overcome in the name of Jesus. Being of faith, 
and believing in Jesus. You know, some people win after physical fighting. I've seen people fighting. Some people win after an argument. You know, when I set up an argument, I can argue. People win like that. I know in this country, you need a good lawyer to win a case. I mean, you, you take to court everything. Everything. It's one thing I've learned out of your culture. So when I'm in your country, I'm very careful because I don't want to go to court. I follow the rules to the dot. How do you walk on the street? How do you look at people? Keep your hands down. You may touch someone and say, yeah, so you keep it down. Some people are victorious after winning court cases. But do you know those who win and win everlastingly, if that word is there, are those who win through prayer and immersing their lives and situations in the Lord before Papa, our God. Those ones win forever. They are victorious forever. And he gives us free things, regardless of who we are. When you give something to an American who say, I appreciate, oh, thank you, I appreciate, thank you very much, and it stops there. It, but when you give <laughs> a hoe or a machete or getting a child sponsored in Africa, you see someone, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, this is, they dance, they do what, they touch. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you very much. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Very because they see it has gone too far deep into their lives. Before our God, any single detail he does for us, in order for us to sustain our victory, let us go wild and just say, thank you, Papa, thank you, Papa, thank you, Papa, thank you, Papa, thank you, Papa. And you get down to your knees and say, thank you, Lord. Make it known. Make it known to the ends of the earth. Make it known to the neighbors. Don't keep it yourself. One thing Christians have been t- overtaken because we keep it to ourselves. Let us explode as a final say, thank you, Lord, you've done it. Yeah. Jesus is at work. Jesus is at work in our lives. Jesus is at work everywhere. Our God is in the business of love, regardless of who you are. Arise in your way of thinking. Let me tell you another thing. Still using your country. I love this. In this country, still success is success. This is the best athletic country you can think of on the face of the earth. Best high jumpers. But do you know what high jumpers do? They never start from this high. They start from here. They put the bar. They come and they jump it. The referee raises the bar. They jump it. 
he raises the bar. They jump it. The other day I was at my brother Joe's school. He showed me his athletic fields. In there, they're high jumpers. They raise the bar. They jump it. A person to get the gold medal, he jumps the highest bar. For us to be victorious, we have to keep raising the bar. When you get a job, that's the lowest bar. When you learn to worship, that's another bar. When you learn to praise, that's a great bar. Keep raising the bar. Keep raising the bar. You know the different bars you have in your life. You know the different things you need to overcome. Overcome one, raise the bar. Overcome a second one, raise the bar. Win a situation, raise the bar. Keep raising the bar until your victory comes in your life in the name of Jesus. Keep going. Victory at all times. Victory even there is terror. Be victorious in the name of Jesus. Be victorious. Victory, however long the situation is. Whatever situation you are in, it might be too long. Don't give in. Victory is coming. Victory, even when the times are so rough. No job, nothing. Hang in there. If we can make it in Africa. And we can still preach the gospel. Even when disease. It can still ravage through our communities. How about you? Who are so blessed as children of God in this land. Hang in my brothers, my sisters. That if victory will come. Rejoice in victory. Even in the slightest you experience. Keep raising the bar. Keep raising the bar. In closing, Matthew 12 verse 20 to 21. Matthew chapter 12 20 to 21. A bruised reed will not break. And a smoldering wick will not quench. Listen. Until he brings victory and his name to the Gentiles with hope. Until he brings victory. Our God is going to bring victory regardless. A, a, a bruised reed will not break. And that was Jesus talking about himself. He, I'm not going to break. We are going to be beaten. We are going to be tossed around. But we are not going to break. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. We are going to be beaten. But we are not giving up. In the name of Jesus. And in his name. The sick will be healed and I declare tonight if you came with any situation upon your life in the name of Jesus, be touched, be healed because he's here in the business of giving us victory upon our health, upon our jobs, upon our lives. Be healed, I declare and I release the healing hand of God on every life represented here tonight in the name of Jesus. People will have their dreams and hopes revived. 
Don't think about this idea and you think that it died. No, it didn't die. Revive it. Your dreams and hopes should be revived and worked on until you see victory. But the most beautiful part of it, as we finish and we just open up our hearts to victory, is the people who believe. Those who believe that Papa, our Father, is here with us. He's mine. I'm his. He's mine. And I'm his. He's with me. And I'm in him. He loves me. And I love him. He provides to me. I stand on his promise. He's everlasting to everlasting. He's the hope of glory. He's my alpha. He's my omega. He's my healer. He's my provider. He's my friend. He's my father. He's my everything. I'm standing on his promises. I sing his promises. I worship his promises. I declare his promises. Those people, their dreams and hopes, their families, their businesses, their health, their lives, their children will see victory. Victory is coming tonight, right now, when we open up and we declare and we say, Jesus! Victory is mine. Will you, from the slightest point in your life, set one bar tonight, which we are going to victoriously jump? Think about one bar tonight. Just one. And we believe Jesus together. And we are going to jump that bar. Think about it. I'm giving you a minute. What is that bar? That you want to victoriously jump. Search your heart. Which one is that? Which is that bar? How many feet is it from the ground? How high is it in your faith? How high is it in your heart? How high is it in your relationship? What is that? Name it now. This is the point of Naming it. Name it. Think about it and name it. After naming it, say, Lord. And we at a time of opening our mouths and our hearts. And we say, and we say, in Jesus' name, I'm overcoming this bar. Jesus, see the hearts of your people tonight. See those bars each one of us has set. And together by faith, because we are born for everyone who has been born of God, overcomes, overjumps those bars. For each one of us tonight, Lord, who is, of, who is born of you, we are overcoming, we are victorious, we are swinging over these bars in the name of Jesus. Father, meet your people, I pray. I see some people thinking that they are running and they are running through water. I'm seeing a pond of water on some of us. Just and and and, and there are so many reasons. This pond of water is a, the, the bar is ahead of you, but you are you are trying to run through water to jump it, and it's so hard. 
I see this picture, the spirit. It's so hard to, 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 to sprint through this pond of water to jump your bar. I don't know what it is. It could be the reasons now coming into your mind. Defeatism, powerlessness, vulnerability, isolation. All those things are ponds of water. And the bar is right ahead. But in the name of Jesus, we are drying those situations right now. And we speak that the Lord makes a way in the desolate, in the desert. And you are sprinting right ahead. And you are overcoming that bar because your spirit connects directly with the Father's spirit. Grant it to us, Lord, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, ha, ha.